0: Welcome back to the Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear, page by page. This is page five hundred and fifty-four. What? Daden interrupted, laughing. You tit. Tavelyn's sword wasn't copper. Shut up, Den. Martin snapped, nettled at the interruption. It was so copper. You shut up, Daden replied. Who's ever heard of a copper sword? Copper wouldn't hold an edge. It'd be like trying to kill someone with a big penny. Hespy laughed at that. It probably was a silver sword, don't you think, Martin? It was a copper sword, Martin insisted. Maybe it was early on in his career, Dayden said in a loud whisper to Hespy. All he could afford was a copper sword. Martin shot the two of them an angry look. Copper, damn you. If you don't like it, you can just guess at the ending. He folded his arms in front of himself. Fine, Dayton said. Cloth can give us one. He might be a pup but he knows how to tell a proper story. Copper sword my ass. Actually, I said, I'd like to hear the end of Martin's. Oh, go ahead, the old tracker said bitterly. I'm in no mood to finish now, and I'd rather listen to you than hear that donkey he haw his way through another one of his. Nightly stories had become one of the few times we could sit as a group without falling into petty bickering. Now even they were becoming tense. What's more, the others were beginning to count on me for the evening's entertainment, Hoping to put an end to the trend, I'd put a lot of thought into what story I was going to tell tonight. Once upon a time, I began, there was a little boy born in a little town. He was perfect, or so his mother thought. But one thing was different about him. He had a gold screw in his belly button, just the head of it peeping out. Now his mother was simply glad he had all his fingers and toes to count with. But as the boy grew up, he realized not everyone had screws in their belly buttons, let alone gold ones. He asked his mother what it was for, but she didn't know. Next, he asked his father, but his father didn't know. He asked his grandparents, but they didn't know either. That settled it for a while, but it kept nagging at him. Finally, when he was old enough, he packed a bag and set out, hoping he could find someone who knew the truth of it. He went from place to place, asking everyone who claimed to know something about anything. He asked midwives and physicers, but they ended the page. I'm Jeremy.
1: I'm Jordana. Nick, and we're
0: uh, me. In the tower still. He's probably dead by now. Uh, so uh, we'll be harvesting from the intern pool to replace our erstwhile co-host.
1: Everybody send in your applications! Right. <laughs> also to the page, this uh, much like how we treat the interns, feels like a horror story.
0: The boy with the screw.
1: Yeah, I I don't remember the end of this story, but for some reason, like when I I yeah I don't remember how the story ends, but my brain instantly went to like oh my god he's gonna find a screwdriver unscrew his belly button and then he'll die or explode or something will crawl out of him I don't know it just <laughs> it felt like the beginning of a horror story. <laughs> I or mean, or he'll get greedy and he'll want the gold, so he'll unscrew his belly button, and that's how the horrible things will occur.
0: Well, uh, tune into tomorrow's episode to find out just what happens when he eventually finds the screwdriver that goes with his belly button.
1: Is that what happens? Okay. I'm not going to read ahead. I'm not going to spoil it.
0: <laughs>
1: Sometimes the joy of rereading is is finding the things you've read but can't remember anew.
0: I completely agree.
1: Also, this is a big book. No one can possibly remember all of it. I definitely don't remember this story. Mm-hmm. Also, also, this- also, one of the reasons why I think it might be a horror story or something extremely unsettling is because Quoth started it with he's trying to put an end to them wanting to hear his stories as entertainment.
0: Mm.
1: Which strikes me as kind of weird for Quoth. He seems like the kind of guy who would want to be the dude being the story guy
0: yeah i think the issue is that now like they only want to hear his stories and he's not he's sick of like telling like four stories a night every night for
1: right he wants to hear other people's stories as well
0: yeah and he just he doesn't want to he's gonna run out of stories eventually he doesn't want to like be the only guy telling them
1: reasonable
0: Mm -hmm. you know it's a little bit like too much of a good thing you know
1: yeah i get it
0: but they're all being such little babies like, like, I, and like, I, I'm not saying that this feels unrealistic because it does feel realistic for a group of people who have been kind of stuck together in an isolated place doing a pretty monotonous task for like a week or two to get this way. But it is just kind of funny because they're all acting like like such little children because they're all kind of comfortable enough with each other now that they don't feel like they have to be polite or like you know. You know, they're just they're just getting on each other's nerves.
1: Yeah. That is regrettable, but yes, extremely realistic, very relatable.
0: Mhm. And uh, I also, you know, we we talked about this a bit on the previous page, but they like Hesby like I think that the fact that Dayton and Hesby kind of bring this up is meant to draw our attention as readers to the fact that Taberlin has a copper sword and that it's unusual. Like this is something that Rothus wants us to remember, presumably because he wants us to be thinking about the relationship that copper has to naming.
1: Yes. Yes, I agree.
0: So I think this is a detail that is meant to stick out.
1: Yes, I think so as well. We definitely talk about it just on the podcast enough. So
0: Mm-hmm. I also feel like the way Quoth is telling this story makes it clear that it is a children's story
1: because it starts with "Once upon a time."
0: Because well, "Once upon a time" is how you start like a fairy tale, but also because it it has that kind of like storybook like logic to it. You know, he asked his mother, and then he asked his father, and then he asked his grandparents. Like things kind of come in sets of three. They and like and like the, the cadence like you know he asked his mother what it was for next he asked his father but his father didn't know yes
1: like, i agree it does have a very storybook feel for that reason you know
0: it's like it's like you know it's like the three little pigs you know one pig built a built a house out of straw the next pig built a, a house out of sticks and the third little pig built a house out of bricks you you tell the story in that way because eventually the kids learn to follow along with you, right? So like you could like then they're expecting the next thing.
1: I say I have nothing but agreement for you.
0: That's right. That's what we like on this podcast when everyone gets along just fine.
1: What is that? Verisimilitudinous?
0: Yeah, we're 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 verisimilitudinous as shit on this podcast. Sweet. <laughs> so uh if there's nothing else to talk about on the uh on the page, we do have a letter. Mailbag So this is a letter from our friend Rachel. Hi, guys. Uh, Rachel writes another comment from the Patrick Rothfuss live stream. This doesn't really relate to Wise Man's Fear, but you did an interlude episode on Patrick Rothfuss's live stream where he read the prologue of Doors of Stone Aloud. I listened to the whole live stream, and there were two other comments he made that, in my opinion, are worthy of a mention. Firstly, the question, are we meeting Remen, Bast's father? Answer, Remen isn't just a name that I threw in there and forgot. I'm not letting too much out of the pot to say that we will meet Remen. I know that you guys have mentioned Remen a couple of times in your close reading of the book, so I thought you'd be interested to know he will be making an appearance. Secondly, question, is there a kind of magic related to music? Answer, yes. This has been an ongoing debate throughout multiple episodes of your podcast. In particular, you have debated whether Cloth can name through music and whether this is what he was doing in the forest after his parents died when he wrote songs like Wind Turning a Leaf, Sun Setting Behind the Clouds, Dew in the Bracken, etc. I have also theorized in a previous letter that Denna and her patron might be trying to alter the reality of Lana's story with her new song, and this is why she asks about magic where you write things down and whatever you write becomes true. I still don't know whether either of these ideas are correct, but I thought it was interesting that Rothfuss has confirmed that music has does have some link to magic. No particular new theories or comments from my end, but please discuss. As ever, thank you for all you do. Signed Rachel. Well, Rachel, thank you for this letter. Um, shall we discuss them one at a time? Sure. So what do you make of Remen?
1: Well, I don't I don't see Rothfuss's answer as necessarily a yes, he'll be there thing. I see it as a he's told us that name for a reason and it will be important, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to meet Remen.
0: Except that Rothfuss says we will meet Remen. Those are like the last four words of his answer. Oh, it is. Okay. (laughs)
1: Oh, I thought that was the writer of the letter saying that about the thing that Rothfuss said. No. Okay. I misunderstood how that was written. Fine. Then, very cool that we will meet them interested in how why all the things i don't want to make too much of them right because we like we don't know them yet
0: well and also i don't actually remember if we've ever talked about remen but something that we have talked about a lot on this show is the idea that maybe quoth is bast's father through some wibbly wobbly timey wimey nonsense and i just want to point out that it's perfectly possible that that remen is one of quoth's many aliases or pseudonyms
1: Oh, ooh, fancy. So Rothis like
0: could be a little cheeky when he's saying, I'm not letting too mouch out of the pot to say that we will meet Remen because we've already met Remen. It's Quoth.
1: That would be interesting. I would like mm. it a lot. Although, I, I don't know. Is that too predictable now? I don't know. I don't know.
0: Look, I think that... There's a strong case to be made that if you're a writer writing in the age of the internet, you simply cannot – you can't not write your story the way you intended to write it just because some of the fans have already guessed what's going to happen. Because the fact that they have guessed what's going to happen means that your story has a good structure to it.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: You know? Uh, I think it was George R. R. Martin who said something like that, and I completely agree. Um, I mean, I also think we should just do away with the internet. Like, you know, we've had our fun – but uh it's done you know more bad than good mostly Jeremy so, uh,
1: if we do away with the internet, what are we gonna do with the podcast?
0: We're gonna have an old-timey radio show we're gonna we're gonna have like a traveling caravan okay. where you and Nick and I go from town to town in like a horse-drawn buggy uh you know
1: okay wait wait what? you said do away with the internet you said nothing about doing away with vehicles
0: <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to drive a car I want a horse-drawn buggy We have to have verisimilitudinousness
1: it'll, it'll- takes so long
0: yeah that's part of the fun the second <laughs> part of the letter uh is about the idea that roth you know rothfuss was asked is there a m- kind of magic related to music any answers yes well again i think this is a good answer on rothfuss's part because it's a non-answer right like anyone who has read this book even once would probably guess that mu- there is a kind of magic related to music like, that seems kind of like a no-brainer. The, where the where the theorizing and speculating comes in for me is like, what exactly is the relationship of music to magic? Is it a kind of magic we already are familiar with, like naming, as our missing co-host believes? Or is it a different kind of magic, a less obvious kind of magic? That, I think, is where the actual meat of that question lies.
1: I am, I am enthused by this. However... I will I will sit on the fence and wait to decide what I think about it. <laughs>
0: what else is new, dear listener? What else as, is new?
1: As is my way.
0: This is this is the way, the way of Indeed, Jordana. This is the way. The way of the intercepting Jordana. And uh listeners, you can intercept us on tomorrow's page of the